Hi, listeners. Before we get to this week's Talking Adapted PE podcast, let me remind you about JustAdapted.com. Multiple-time guest of the show, Matt Barker, has put together the most comprehensive site devoted to our field. It features timeline-relevant blog posts, curriculum resources, GIFs, and even artificial intelligence to help you write those tricky IEP goals. The best part is, it's free. If you want to learn more, head to JustAdapted.com or check out episode 11 of this show where Matt and I go deep on everything related to the website. As always, thanks for being a loyal listener and enjoy our latest episode that starts now. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Talking Adapted PE podcast. This week we have Lemmy Hayashi and Heidi Ambrosius, who were the chairs of the recent NAPEC conference, which took place in NAPEC, California at the beginning of November. So welcome to the show, both of you. Thanks, Hi, Chris. Awesome. Lemmy, we'll start with you because Heidi's been here before. So she she already has been able to tell everyone about herself. So Lemmy, why don't you just give the listeners, you know, who you are, what you are, or where, where, you, where you teach, those types of things. Sure. Uh, my name is Lemmy Hayashi. I am currently um, one of the adopted physical education teachers at Fremont Unified School District. Uh, for those of you not familiar with where Fremont is, um, it's basically up by San Francisco. We're east of San Francisco about, depending on traffic, it could be about 30 to 40 minutes across uh, the Bay Bridge or whichever bridge you're going to take. But um, I'm in that general region. And um, this is my 13th year as an educator, and I'm very happy to share that, you know, starting off in general at PE, the first few years was very helpful, and then I've moved on to adapted PE and have not left since, and um, I, if any of you listening that's going into physical education, adapted PE, I really recommend going that route. Go to gen ed first, feel and understand what goes on in gen ed PE, because then when you're an APE teacher, you understand what those teachers go through and you can work, you, you just have a better relationship and you, you, um, you can really understand like what you can ask for as an APE teacher and what's like, what will be frowned upon and whatnot. So, um, so basically I've been a teacher, I'm a super passionate and I want to advocate accessibility for everyone. Like for me, physical accessibility to our environment is a huge thing. My mother had a physical disability that, you know, really showed me what um, how, what challenges in that area can be, you know, like just and myself, too, as I injured myself and I was on crutches, opening doors was really hard. Like you think it's easy, but those buttons are really helpful. And so um, when other than teaching in the school districts, my goal in my life is to um, become more a stronger advocate for accessibility in the public as well. So uh, thanks for having me today. I was one of the um, co-director of our 50, 30, 50, Heidi, you're going to have to remind me it was 50, 50 second, <laughs> 50 second national adapted physical education conference in Southern California. Um, this meant that I worked together with Heidi and with many, many other um, volunteers to put together this three-day event. And um, it was a blast and, and I'm really happy. Thank you, Chris, for having us here to, to highlight this conference. And I'm going to pass it on to Heidi now. 
You got to match that energy, Heidi. I don't know if you can. You got to match that energy. Lemmy's bringing it so far. That's the reason it's that Lemmy and I made such good co-directors together. We really were, we were very, we're both very passionate people, as you can tell. Um, so yeah, I, I'm an adaptive PE teacher. This is my 25th year. Um, I'm in the Marino Valley Unified School District, which is close to Riverside in Southern California. Um, I'm also the current chair of our state council on adaptive PE, and Levy is our past chair. That's part of how we got into um, planning this conference. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was an amazing experience. We had a, a great time, but like Levy said, it was a lot of hard work. And I heard something the other day in one of my workouts, the trainer was like, bite off more than you can chew. Do it. Do it. You can do it. You're strong. You can do it. And I literally thought of Apex because I think Levy and I both felt that we were biting off more than we, than we could chew. But we had a lot of support, a lot of help, and a lot of encouragement. And we felt it was a very successful conference. It was a great conference. Absolutely. And so, but why don't we start right at the top? Lemmy, why don't you briefly just tell people what is NAPEC in case we have listeners that don't know? Sure. NAPEC is the national, it's, it stands for National Adapted Physical Education Conference. And um, as I shared, we just had our 52nd um, NAPEC. And this conference actually started off um you know, in the 70s, when a group of adapted PE teachers in Southern California, I believe it was Los Angeles, um, uh, I want to say Los Angeles Unified School District, it could be the county office, but basically it was a dedicated group of adapted PE teachers who, who saw that there is a need for more um, sharing of information when it comes to working with students with disabilities, you know, as you all, as we probably all know here uh, as listeners, it, adapted PE is is a very unique and um, specialized field. And so um, there was a there was just a need for, you know, more information to be shared and to gain. And so it started off with, you know, a group of passionate teachers. And next thing you know, 52 years later, we have a three day conference with um presenters and attendees from all over the country um it's you know it could be and it ranges it ranges from professionals who are in the field um you know uh to university professors who are sharing their research findings and then you have graduate students who are also sharing what they've learned in their current classes and we also this year we had uh, some retirees of the field coming and sharing with um, with the attendees, like what are some tips that they've learned in their career that they want to share. And so it is a it is a conference where the focus is best practices in teaching students with disabilities in the subject of physical education. But I do feel it's it's beyond that now. It really is about advocacy. It really is about inclusion. Um, we have general ed teachers attending as well because that is what's happening. They are seeing more and more students in their class who have disabilities that in the past may not have been expected to be in general ed physical education. But, you know, we the the subject, the field is all about inclusion now. So this conference is really informative for 
for all teachers and all um, even administrators that are working with students in schools and, um, you know, learning how to work with everybody's different uh, abilities. Awesome. You know, I've been guilty on here of poking fun of the conference a little bit, not for the content or the people involved, because all of that is um, is top of the line and great learning experience. And I will sing that from the treetops. But I, I have poked a little bit of fun in that we call it the national conference, but it's always in the state of California. So Heidi, can you maybe speak to that a little bit just for people so they understand? Because there's a historical reason. And, and, and let me kind of touch on it briefly. But can you explain why, even though it's called the national conference, it, it is always in the state of California? Yeah, absolutely. There was one conference that was in Vegas <laughs> way back when, uh, but typically, yes, um, it, it is usually in the state of California. And that is because um, our state council on adaptive physical education is the body, the governing body, so to speak, that is responsible for um, paying for and putting on the National Adaptability Conference. And we are now uh, joined with CAPER, so our state organization, which wasn't always the case, um, but because we have so many adaptive physical educators, adaptive physical educators in the state of California, um, we do tend to get a lot of people that are from California that do work, attend our conference. But the main reason is because we are associated with our state um, organization, which is CAPER. Um, so that's kind of the, the main reason. Um, but it is national. We do host individuals from all over the country. And one of the biggest reasons for that is kind of piggybacking on what Lemmy said is, you know, what is NAPEC? Is that it's professional development. And we're seeing more and more professional development opportunities for adaptive teachers in other states. But historically, that wasn't the case. So that's another reason why it is considered national, because it is one of the few conferences that can handle a larger number of, of people, so to speak, not just a tiny, tiny, um, you know, professional development, APE workshop kind of a thing, um, and that it is available to individuals from across the country and internationally. We almost had some people coming internationally, but there were there were some funding issues there. Um, but that's basically why that is. Um, we're always happy, of course, that it's in California because it does make it easier for us. Um, but that's the reason why. Yeah, you, you summed it up really well. And a few things, I think, in our field, right? How many times for the listeners and both of you on the call, like you show up to a school and you just you just have to problem solve and do something. It's not what you anticipated and you did it. And that's what happened back in the 70s. There, the, a group of adaptive physical education teachers identified a need to share professional development. So they started a conference and it's affiliated with um, California State Council on Adapted PE. And so um, both both of you have kind of highlighted why that's the case. I think it's, I think it's really helpful for listeners because they probably look at it every year and like, why does why doesn't it leave? And then on that point, I want to give you both credit as adaptive PE teachers. You're both sitting in your car taking this call right now. So um, it is it is what we do. And I, and I just I want to highlight that. And I love the idea of adaptive PE teachers just just doing things. And so that was that's the that's the reason for this podcast. I thought more information could be shared more broadly. Um, and so I started it. And you think of the conference, people recognize the need for professional development. So if you're listening out there and you think there's a way to add knowledge to the field, just do it. Just do it. We we need it. Oh, I'm at a high school right now. You can hear the bell. So, um, but yeah, just do it, you know, go out and do it. So, um, but moving on, uh, Heidi, we'll come back to you to start this one off. Um, 
just roughly how many attendees did you did you uh, have this year? We were very pleased with the number of attendees that we had. I think uh, let me said more than three three hundred twenty five plus. Um, you know, we were a little bit nervous as co-directors because this was our first in-person conference back in Southern California since COVID. So our last conference last year was in Northern California, which typically attendance is a little bit lower. So we, Lemmy and I were nervous. We felt like we had big shoes to fill and we wanted to get back to those solid numbers with our conference. So we were super, super excited when those numbers just kept going up um, because, you know, we, we just wanted so many people to, ben to benefit from, and we wanted people to be able to attend, <clears throat> excuse me, because we know that that need for professional development and there's always that hesitation. Is my district going to pay for me to go? Am I going to be able to go? So we're beyond thrilled to have um, that many attendees. It was, it was, it was a great number. It was a great number. And just the vibe around the conference, you know, you get around these um, equally passionate people. If you're going to go to a conference, you're usually passionate, right? So you get around these equally passionate people and you see the work they're doing and, and it just, it, it, you leave excited and want to try things. Let me, um, why should teachers travel to California to come to the conference? Well, uh, California is a great state to begin especially, with. Especially <laughs> but, in the month of November. You can't, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I have a little bias because I am a native Californian and can't say I've traveled to too many states. So I will admit that. But long story short, uh, you know, as Heidi mentioned, this is professional development. And um I understand that there are a few that are started like adapted PE conferences are occurring at other states um, here and there. But from my understanding, this one has been around for quite a long time and it is pretty it is established. And so, um, you know, I think it's it's worth the trip because not only is California beautiful, but you are going to get a lot of like minded people in the same room, just like you just said, Chris. People who attend conference, who make that trip, who take that time and effort to come to a conference are the ones that you want to be surrounded by, even if it's only for a weekend. Like I get my energy tank refueled at this conference every year. By November, I am exhausted, you know, like at the beginning of the school year, so hectic because getting to, you know, get figuring out my schedule meeting new people all the time like oh wait what happened to that teacher oh she moved on oh okay oh who's this para and you know in addition to getting new students and new admin and it's just such a like a crazy time of the school year so by the time the conference typically in november rolls around i'm tired but when i go to the conference i can't that's where i get re-inspired re-energized because everybody understands where i'm coming from Everybody understands not just the challenges that, you know, I face as an APE teacher, but the joys also, you know, like we can celebrate our students' progress, our own professional progress. Like, hey, I just had a great meeting with this difficult parent, but I did it like this and it worked out well. Like, it's just such a great space to be in to, um, you know, to connect with other adaptive physical educators, other educators. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it broad and say educators because it's not just APE teachers anymore. You know, as I said earlier, we have teachers from other fields joining this conference. Um, and, you know, I think it's 
there's there's just something about being with like-minded people that is really beneficial to, not just for your mind but for your soul as well and that's why i want to encourage everybody more and more people to come to our conference come to um you know come to napec because i can tell you the people that put these conferences on like the last couple conferences i've known them myself personally they're great people you know again this is a volunteer project and the people that are stepping up to do this are the ones that are they that's that's the passionate people that's the people who really care about what they're doing and it doesn't hurt to connect with them and and get that energy from them too yeah, and I think one of my favorite things is when you when you meet that teacher from maybe a really small, like sometimes it's only them and they're supporting so many schools and all of a sudden they ask a question and people are, it's not even the presenter that necessarily answers, but other people in the crowd are able to and they, they leave feeling better and more informed to go back into their world and make a decision. I'm spoiled in San Diego that I have 39 teachers. I can get a lot of questions answered, you know? Heidi's right up the road on a phone call. She knows a ton. I pick up the phone or message her or whatever, and I get a lot of questions answered. And uh, um, so I think that's one of my favorite things about about the conference is seeing those teachers be able to get their questions answered. I also think, too, uh, we're a marginalized field. We have been historically. Mm -hmm. We continue to be. And there's, there's a leadership aspect. And you come and you're around these um, leaders in the field who are energetic and engaging and all of these things. And I do think, let me to your point, you're, you go back fired up, you go back to, to move the field forward. So I think those are kind of some of the ancillary points. Heidi, why should professionals, whether they're professors, adaptive PE teachers, general PE teachers, why should they present or request to present? Yeah, I love this question because I asked you to present, right, Chris? Right. It, did. it ended up being a great experience. It really it did. Was, it was awesome. That was one of the few sessions I actually got to be in. So I was very excited to, to be a part of that. You know, I know a lot of adaptive PE teachers are nervous about presenting. They're nervous about being in front of their peers. And I always just tell them, you know, it's just us. It's just us. It's just a bunch of APE people getting together and, and sharing and having discussions. And the biggest reason that I would prompt people to present is to share that, their ideas. Like Lemmy said, so many of us attend these conferences because we need to fill our buckets. We need to fill our cups. We need ideas. We have challenging students. We have students that, you know, as long as I've been doing this, I get unique challenges all the time with different types of students. And sharing resources and sharing what, sorry, that's my email blowing up. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> so, We're great. We're doing um, great. The realities, like you said, um, just sharing all of that information. What work, What works for you? If you were teaching this particular, these particular types of students, how did you get around some of those challenges? How did you motivate your students? How did you utilize visuals? How did you... Um, integrate those students into their least restrictive environment for PE, because there are so many ideas out there and people are so creative. And we just want you to share. It's the same with the university professors. Share that research that you're working on. Let's have those discussions with the teachers that are in the field, those practitioners. Just sharing and collaborating. Like you were saying, Chris, we're often very isolated in our jobs. So even if we're not the only APE teacher, we're typically on our own a lot. Like you said, Lemmy and I, we're in our cars right now. Most of us are itinerants. We're going from place to place to place. We're lucky to see our own APE department 
let alone being able to collaborate with so many other amazing adaptive PE teachers and university professors, all of us who share a passion for the same field. So getting that perspective and and sharing it is is so 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 important. So I always just encourage people. I know they're they're I was really nervous the first time I presented it at APEC. I was extremely nervous. And then after I did it, I was like, why was I nervous? This is just like hanging out with my buddies because we're we're all doing the same thing. We're all in the same boat per se. And and it's 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 just amazing when you get those conversations going. And so being able to just share whatever you're doing that's working for you is so beneficial for other APE teachers. Well, and the, the, on that, on all of those great points, if even if only one person leaves your session with something, that's one person that's going to go out and teach at least 50 kids on a caseload probably. Right. And so, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, move, move mountains and rivers to, 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 to push for change and share your stuff. Even if you're just getting through, even if five people attend your session and, and, and they all liked it, I'd, I'd say that's positive. It, it's here- so funny that you say that, Chris, because that actually happened in one of my sessions that I presented in, I got feedback after the conference and it made such a difference to the APE teacher that they actually turned around and signed up, signed up for the behavior management training because something in that session that we talked about clicked. There we go. And I got that feedback after the conference. And I, I can't tell you, yeah, it was one person. And that was, it was awesome. It was great. And that's, yeah. that's why we do it. You're absolutely right. It's a great feeling. All right. I got, I got to put you both on the spot. You've done pretty well being on the spot so far, but definitely on the spot. You're going to have to recall from your memory. You don't have to go super in depth, but and let me, we're going to go to you first. Was there a session that was your favorite from this NAPEC conference? Uh, I, I will be honest. I did not get to attend very many sessions. You don't, you don't in your role, but I just figured I'd ask you. Yeah, I poked my head around, you know, but the one that I did get to spend time in was, um, it was on orienteering. It was by, um, by an AP teacher. Um, and I believe she was from LA Unified. And it's she- Laura, Laura White. Yes, Laura yeah. White presented um, her session on orienteering, and that right there was new to me. Like, well, I thought, oh, orienteering, it must be, is it something about visual impairment? Because I immediately went to orientation and, and whatnot um, that I hear with my orientation and mobility. There we go. I thought it was that, but it wasn't. It was actually, um, you know, it was a, a different concept, but but nonetheless, it was about like direction, moving your body in different directions and whatnot, but in a fun and uh, really engaging manner. And so it was a new activity. It was a new form of um, teaching the concepts. And I definitely walked out of there writing down notes like, what website do I go to for more information about this? And um, it's, you know, it it was it was a great session that I'm glad I got to to spend some time in. That's awesome. And that that was actually one. Unfortunately, I couldn't, but it did pique my interest. And um, Heidi's heard me go on and on, but I, I'm not a huge traditional team sports kind of person for PE. I'm more like, yeah. what are we giving these what are we giving these kids that when they leave us, they could show up somewhere and know how to do something, you know, and I think a game of basketball is less likely than a variety of other activities. So that was one I wanted to get to, but it, it conflicted with another one. So I, I intend to go back and check out the the presentation and whatnot. Heidi, what about you? 
like Lemmy, I didn't get to go to very much. You know, I really enjoyed my Cracker Barrel with you and your team from, from San Diego. Um, that was good discussion. It kind of took a turn from what we initially started discussing. And it's like, that's okay. That That's what we're here for, those those yeah. discussions. Um, I think our behavior management training was, was absolutely awesome. I didn't get to, it was a long training, so I didn't get to spend all of my time in there. But I think the reception was amazing. I think the APD teachers that attended that training really valued what they were learning. And I think they took away a lot of tools that they were really going to be able to implement. So that was really awesome to me to see that kind of come together and, and to see those APE teachers um, benefiting from that. Cause we, we can all benefit from behavior management training, right? Without a doubt. In fact, I'm going to yeah. be doing a show with Barry LeVay in the future to try to get some behavior management stuff out to the, to the, to the listeners. So exactly that point. Um, I, I really enjoyed Kasha Givenrods and Sammy. And of course I'm drawing a last name on Sam, Sammy's last Sammy name. Stewart. Yeah. Sammy Stewart. They, they just, they had a full session by the way, but they rocked their, um, unified PE one and just the things. And I, and I, and obviously I'm well-documented as teaching a unified class and the, and I, and I left that being like, Oh, good idea. Good idea. Good idea. Good idea. And they're both really dynamic and really dynamic in different ways. And so that, that also helped. They're both great. So that was that happened to be um my favorite from the from the conference. We could go on and on probably too. Again, in your roles, you don't necessarily get to see many, but I mean there's just it's it's actually hard to choose which one is the best because a lot of really talented and quality teachers um present. If individuals are listening and they didn't go to NAPEC, but they're intrigued by all of this professional development we're talking about, is there anywhere that they could actually still get access to any of the materials that were shared? So unfortunately, you had to be a paid attendee in order to access the materials that were provided uh, for the conference. But I do know that a lot of our presenters are more than happy to share their information. And I know there were several people like you, you know, you're in one session, there's so many things you want to go to. Um, and so some of them have reached out to other presenters um, to get just at least to get the materials um, that, that were provided. Yeah. And they, they're more than happy. That's the great thing about our field is that they're like, sure, sure. No problem whatsoever. What about, what are we looking at for next year though? Let me, can you maybe fill us in? Well, um, I know, I, I don't believe there's a location, but um, do we have a rough idea of maybe when, um, do we know if it's Northern California versus Southern California? Do we know maybe those broader things? What's next year looking like for the conference? Yeah. So NAPEC for the year 2024, is actually going to be pushed into 2025. So the calendar year of 2024, you will not see any information about NAPAC. However, we are pushing it into 2025 because our state organization, uh, which we are a part of, they actually papered, they actually put on a uh, conference every year as well. And we are, we have brainstormed, we have been brainstorming the idea of let's combine the two conferences. Let's combine our adapted PE conference and our capered conference, our state conference into one to make this mega conference. Um, and that is anticipated to be um, early 2025. I We do not have a location yet, but um, the organization, the board members and whatnot of Capered, like the people that need to say yes to this idea 
have said yes. So we are moving forward with a mega conference, uh, Bird plus NAPAC joined together in the calendar year 2025. And a little information about CAPER, these our CAPER conference is beyond physical education. It's not just physical education because our the the acronym CAPER um, in, in, includes health, recreation, and dance as well. So it's a large conference that's going to have PE, health, recreation, dance, and um, that conference is again it, it, it because it is such a bigger conference um you know imagine putting like the thousand people conference with our 350 400 people conference like it's gonna be ginormous and so i'm really excited for this idea because it's what's happening in our schools also you know like kids with disabilities um who traditionally may have just had adapted pe it's not just APE anymore. We all work together in PE, but also kids, you know, they have um, the like kids with disabilities also have the, you know, the right to have some to know about recreation. And so I'm sure our teachers um, and our professionals in the recreation field is, you know, is also working with kids with disabilities, families with kids with disabilities and, you know, health classes and um, dance, you know, my kiddos love it when I bring in, bring out my rhythm sticks and my scarves and I, I attempt to do a dance unit, but, um, you know, that's gonna, so that's gonna be a conference where I can get more information, uh, beyond physical education. So sorry to kind of promote that a little bit longer than I, I probably had anticipated, but, uh, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be great. And so I want to really encourage, our um our professionals you know our APE professionals to please talking about presenters come to this conference come to the next conference and present because we like your information as a special educator is helpful for everybody for everybody beyond PE yeah one of the biggest reasons that we wanted to do a combined conference is we know most school districts will only pay for one conference, right? So in our state, we have to pick, okay, are we going to go to Cape Bird or are we going to go to NAPEC? And we don't typically get to do both. And that's a shame because adaptive PE teachers can benefit, like Lemmy was saying, from a lot of those sessions and vice versa. So having that ability to like, yeah, we've got a lot of physical education teachers here and we've got adaptive PE teachers presenting and we can get them into those sessions because they're there and they might not have been there if it was just a NAPEC conference. So we are going to have a full NAPEC conference as part of CAPERT. I just want to let those of you know out there that attend NAPEC, we're not losing NAPEC. It's just being part of the CAPERT conference for that year. So yeah, we are we are super excited about it because we feel that it's just going to benefit everybody across the board for those reasons. Right. And we're not losing one in 2024. We are, we are kind of, but we're not because we just had it at the end of 23 and then it'll happen in the beginning of 25. So it's just one of those calendar things and Capered's already happening the beginning of February in 2024. So it's, yes. it's just kind of one of those things. So it, it's just, yeah. we're going a little longer than 12 months. We're not fully losing it. It is going to be there. Um, I think I think we've done a great job kind of encapsulating the highlights from this year's conference, giving people an idea of what NAPEC is. So let me, any, any closing thoughts on the conference that you would want to share with listeners and then Heidi will come to you. 
I thank you, Chris. Um, I really, really would love to encourage all of you listening. If you haven't attended one of our conferences yet, please, please attend. And if anything, if your first conference is going to be the one, the mega conference that I was just excited about, it's going to be awesome. I think I really encourage you because, again, I cannot emphasize how exciting and how how like how refueled and how inspired I am after being in a room full of professionals who are just as excited and passionate as I am about what I do every day. You know, it's hard. I have headaches. We all have headaches every day from our jobs. But you know what? It's really nice to know that I'm not alone. And um, and as I shared, you know, in my it, I, as I answered the question about like which session was helpful, I only got to go to one. But I'll tell you, in the past, I've ran through many like I've went to many sessions and have gained so much information from each, even if it was only like 15, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there because it's happening at the same time. Like I always can come back with something that I want to try and um. And my my tool, my bag of tools is, is always filled after this conference. So um, please attend our conferences, not just as attendees and listeners, but hey, if you're ready, to, I think you're all ready to present because come on, we're presenting something every day in front of kids, in front of other teachers. We can do it amongst ourselves too. Like, please come and share your information, share your knowledge and experience because it is helpful. It is helpful for others. You know, like it's, I've learned to me, I always like it when people recommend new ideas. I'm not going to take all of it right away, you know, because we're all different, but it is always nice to hear those different ideas and to get my own mind thinking, well, let, what, let me try this with, with that student and whatnot. It's again, it's really, um, like you're, you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to take a lot home with you after our conference. Heidi. Yeah. So several things come to mind. One is, you know, come to be inspired. Um, I didn't get to mention our, our amazing keynote speakers, Jen, Jen. Beek and yep. Greg Ballander, but I'll tell you, you know, you ask someone to, to keynote, but you have no idea really what they're going to say. Right. And I was blown away by both of them. Mm -hmm. And it was both of them were were extremely inspiring, and they make make you look at things differently, and mm -hmm. bring that passion about our field, which just ignites all of us. And then the other thing is, come to keep current in your field. I cannot emphasize that enough. We all work with teachers who don't make that effort. Okay, let's be honest, they don't. And it shows there's a reason that we need to stay current in our field. And, it, and it's not just to be inspired and to come up with new activity ideas, but it's to, to do what's best by our students, to work hard for our students, to make sure that they are successful. And, and it takes effort. I get it. A lot of people are like, well, I can't, I, can't. I don't get a sub. I'm going to be behind on my sessions. They're, they make excuses. There's always a reason. And, and trust me when I say I get that, right? But it means enough to me to work extra hard to do makeup sessions or whatever I got to do to make sure or even pay out of my own pocket to make sure that I can attend. 
to not only light that fire for me, but so that I can be the best for my students. So those are kind of the two biggest, biggest ones for me. Awesome. Um, Heidi, where can listeners find you on social media if they want to see all the great work you're doing? Oh, gosh, I just have personal pages. So you can find me just Heidi Ambrosius on Facebook. Um, anybody can email me if they want to email me at um, CSUSB. I'm adjunct and APE coordinator there as well, which is just Heidi.Ambrosius, A-M-B-R-O-S-I-U-S at CSUSB.edu. Um, and I'm on Instagram too, just Heidi Ambrosius. And I think that's my, I was going to say Twitter, my ex <laughs> as yeah, well. Whatever it's called, whatever it's <laughs> yeah. called. I, I, we did share a lot of um, social media on our NAPEC pages. So there are NAPEC specific uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. So if anybody wants to go look at some of the pictures on some of the fun things that we did, they could do that as well. Great, great. And uh, Lemmy, where can listeners want to, if you're sharing your work, is there anywhere they can find you on social channels? Um, uh, unfortunately, I'm one of those old souls that hey, don't. Okay, you're probably better off for it. Social media. I will send you memes left and right if you are my friend. <laughs> we send we. That's like what Lemmy and I do constantly is send reels and memes to each other. So <laughs> you got to get through the day, right? So yeah, I I apologize. I do not. I do not. I am not active on social media, but um, you know, as yeah. I'm sure if you Google me, something will come up. <laughs> no, no worries. I can always track her down for you. So yes, me, yeah. you can go through Heidi too. <laughs> Great. Well, I want to thank you both. Thanks for being on. This was a really fun episode. And um, I'm sure we'll have some listeners that we've piqued their interest that they should come to NAPEC wherever it is next year. Yep. Thank, thank you so you, much Chris. for having us, Chris. Thank you. No problem. no problem. Thanks for joining.